0: Good morning and welcome to HR Tech Weekly, one step closer with Stacey Harris and John Sumsher. That was the new jazz band. I missed Is that the old detective? I missed the old detective guys. I don't know where the new jazz band came from, but, but but now we got a new jazz band. How are you, Stacey?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm I'm home in North Carolina this week with some sunshine finally and some nice weather after all the rain and storms that we've been having. So I'm doing well. And how about you, John? Are you home this week as well?
0: I am, well, you know, this time of year, I spend a lot of time every week getting into this, into San Francisco to do this and that. So I'm home this week, but I have been downtown a lot. And that's, a, you know, for me, that's, that's a great thing because I get in the car, I put a couple hours each way in the car and get to listen to one more chunk of whatever it is I'm trying to read these days.
1: Yeah the audiobooks are phenomenal things aren't they you know I don't travel as much as I used to in the car you know and then they're not quite as as good I think on airplanes I do listen to sometimes on the airplanes but in the car there's something about an audiobook where you have to keep driving just it, it just feels like you're spending your time wisely, doesn't it? You get through so many more books that way. So I, I well,
0: yeah. the one that I'm reading right now is called Organizational Culture and Leadership, and it's the fifth edition of the only really good textbook on the subject of organizational culture by a guy named Edgar Schein, who was at Sloan at MIT and that and is now at Stanford, and it's really good. And it and surprisingly, we know a lot more scientifically about culture than. I really recalled that we knew, but there's science there.
1: Well, and I would have to not, I'm not surprised. I went to school for structural design and embedded in it was some organizational design concepts and components. I know there's whole master's programs and M, uh, MBA programs on the organizational design. So, but I, I'm surprised it's only it's in the fifth edition because it's been around for a while.
0: Well, the first time I ran across him, you know, I, I went to Hopkins in the early 80s for graduate school in applied behavioral science. And and his, it must have been the first edition of this thing, was, was a textbook then. So, fifth edition, over 40 years.
1: Not bad, yeah. Well, that sounds like a great way to spend an afternoon. Are you in the process? You're also getting a chance right now to do interviews and briefings on all of the stuff that you'll be presenting this fall and putting into your new paper, correct?
0: Oh man, it's a, it's a really busy time. I think I will get uh, maybe to talk to maybe 120 companies by the time I start writing the next report, and and things are things are changing in very very interesting ways. It's 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 an exciting time. I, I look forward to telling you about some of the things I'm learning. I did spend yesterday at SAP's Innovation Lab. In downtown San Francisco, and met with the seven companies that are in this this quarter's class at the Innovation Lab. It's an accelerator, and all seven of the companies are HR related companies. Interesting, interesting. I, I didn't I didn't run across any new ideas. I did run across some sophisticated players, and there's like one of the one of the groups is the first ever Slack app which is about five years old now, and is a Teams-oriented app that they're expanding out to cover things like sentiment analysis and engagement and that sort of stuff. And so, interesting things.
1: Very cool, yeah. The one thing that's nice about where you live, I will have to say, is that there there's always sort of learning and innovation sort of in the DNA of that area, right? It's a big uh, article came out this week where they said, California was the most innovative state and obviously your area. And I'm like, really? Not, not surprising by whatever metrics. Oh, they I, were
0: I, I don't know about that. The the news item I want to sneak into the top of the pile is from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, <laughs> no. This is bad. This is, this, is, this, is, this is the best thing ever. There is a company called get this vaporware <laughs> you would think of everything that you could possibly name a software company vaporware would be the last thing that you would name your software company um, but 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 vaporware partnered with a talent acquisition firm to develop Scout R a web app for ranking and presenting best match candidates so there's now an officially acknowledged vaporware recruiting software. <laughs> uh, you know you know, most of it you have to you have to wait till you buy it to find out that there's Maybe. nothing there. Excellent. And <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I'm trying not to laugh, but it's just so hard. This is you know, so those who probably don't like sit around a a analyst table for dinner on a regular basis probably don't may not understand this quite as much. But you know, there's an often thrown around term saying, So is it vaporware? Is it is it smoke and mirrors? Like you know, that's what we ask each other on a regular basis if someone has seen something at a deeper level than another. And so to have an app or a company that calls themselves vaporware, it just it hits, I think, any anybody in the analyst space or anybody who does a lot of software systems analysis reviews pretty hard
0: <laughs> this is you you know now you gotta say that if you wanted to get talked about this is how you get talked about but but i think the last thing that you'd want people to say about your new recruiting app is that it's vaporware. yeah <laughs> But I'm telling you, that's Raleigh, North Carolina. That's right that's in your name. Right, know, and so I'm, the saying, I'm, I'm saying innovation happens everywhere. It does.
1: What <laughs> was going on to say about that was that you get classes and things where people get to go to them on a regular basis. We probably should have some classes here. Maybe on branding <laughs> and name management is what it should be.
0: <laughs> well, so I just want to push back a little bit because everybody everybody that I know who is really, really good at the far-reaching end of people analytics, people quantification, measurement, assessment, they all live in your neighborhood. Oh, my area. Hey. They all live live in your neighborhood. And that's the the actual, you know, once you get the administrative crap automated, that's the actual future of HR is it's a science. And that science is not being developed out here the science is being developed in your backyard
1: yeah it's, i will have to say there's there is a huge technology hub on the serious note here in this area and on the on the east coast in general but particularly in this area and i think a lot of it ties from the biotech um, industry that we have here because of the pharmaceutical market and when you think about where artificial intelligence and technology are going it's very much tied to i think what we're learning from the human biology right and so uh, those two things do i think nicely tie together at least those skill sets, you know, if people are, are leveraging them appropriately. So not surprised that there's a lot of people here in this area that you know that are doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and I don't know if I don't know if you've followed this enough, but almost all of the really big startups in HR Tech who are looking at people analytics in one way or another are using models that came out of your neighborhood. So so. pharma is where the idea that you could prove something that was only kind of moderately true, prove it emphatically with statistics. Yep. <laughs> that's where that whole science was perfected. And that is at the heart of a lot of people analytics stuff
1: then that makes a lot of sense. I tell you that, I mean, there's um, SAS is headquartered here and they're one of the most well-known you know, analytic software platforms in the market, right? And used by almost every university in the market and every real statistician who's out there doing big, you know, big data statistics analysis. And yeah, it's amazing here sometimes, you know, you, you, you stop off to have coffee or you get caught like I did the other day in Minneapolis trying to get back through a snowstorm to the Raleigh-Durham area. And I end up commuting back with someone who's head of of, you know, leadership at, you know, Cisco, because I mean, there's just so many big companies and big names here and organizations who are doing fascinating things that you end up sort of every time you bump into someone finding someone who's doing something interesting. So yeah, I will have to say I, I, I enjoy the area a great deal. And I'm sure maybe if I got out a little bit more instead of traveling so much around the world these days, <laughs> I'd get out to a couple more sessions locally. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the, that's the the thing that happens is is you don't do sightseeing in your own town. Yeah,
1: yes, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a bad habit I think for all of us. But it this has been a busy week for I'm home this week particularly made the point of being home this week because we are launching the big annual HR system survey for Sierra Cedar. So I that is part of why I'm spending so much time at home right now. That's a lot of energy and investment that goes into that. So so there was there was reasons why I was home this week and made the effort to enjoy my back porch and the sunshine and some flowers as well between all that. So
0: (laughs) cool. So what's in the mailbag?
1: Well, it's a busy, busy uh, week. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. We have ADP announcing a new tax compliance and next generation tax engine. So we'll talk a little bit about that if we got time. Learning Technologies Group is acquiring breezy HR. A lot of little HR functions that are being bought here and there. Learning Technology Group is one that also bought PeopleFluent a few years back. So we'll talk a little bit about that. There's also OC Tanner announcing the acquisition of an employee recognition uh, tool called Quench, uh, focused on the Asia-Pacific India market. And then lots of, of financials going into the market. There was $131 million investment in a, oh, I'm sorry, $113 million in Series C financing for HR Path, which is a French-based organization. We'll talk a little bit about that. We also had $41 million in funding for the learning engagement platform, 30, Creator 360 Learning in North America and the UK. Triple Byte raised $35 million to test engineers with coding quizzes and to match jobs. And Hireology raises $27 million for Series D funding for decentralized franchise businesses. And Lum apps I'm not sure if I'm saying that correct, or Apps raised $24 million for social internet. So lots of money being rolled around, and that doesn't even get to some of the smaller guys like Spur and Leapwork, which got some funding, which will be fun to talk about if we get time and Synapse. But yeah, so it's a busy week in the HR tech space. Do you know much about tax engine, John? That's sort of the first one that that, that we had on the list today. This was an announcement that came out kind of quiet. I didn't hear a lot of people talking about it. But ADP announced that they were combining 40 years of tax expertise with enhanced technology to streamline the next generation of tax engine. Not the sexiest of conversations, but tax engines are a fundamental piece of a payroll process and solution. And a big part of whether or not you're following regulations, your people are paid appropriately, Do you think this is big news for ADP or is this just sort of business as usual?
0: I wish, you know, our good friend Molly Lombardi is quoted here. And so what Molly says is that ADP is leading the charge in moving tax processing from file-based transactions to individual transactions in real time. So what that says to me is that the tax engine business is a bulk processing business that you, get your, that you get your payroll done, and then you ship it to the tax processing thing, and then you get it back. Mm-hmm. And this new tax engine handles things on a transaction-by-transaction transaction basis rather than all at once. And that's interesting because that would facilitate pay-on-demand.
1: I was just going to say that it cuts right into where we think the market is going with pay-on-demand, correct? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, we might have an entire week's worth of show about how disgusted I am about the idea of pay-on-demand, but that's that's a separate thing. So if Molly says this is a step forward, then this is a step forward. No, I like would Molly knows.
1: Yep. Molly knows this space very well. And I think, you know, it, it, it's, it's interesting to note that, you know, ADP marks in here that they have 740,000 clients, which is slightly up from the last time I looked at the numbers for them uh, in 140 different countries, 740,000 different clients that they're assisting with these kind of tax decisions, right? That's... A huge number of organizations across the world, and you know, a lot of payroll solutions that are in the market today, they actually outsource this tax engine. That's that's a big part of the business of some of the the organizations like Ceridian. They they had tax engines they sold, and basically were the tool that was used by a lot of the other vendors out in the market. So to me, this is this is something people need to be paying attention to because it might mean the difference between you know running batch payroll that takes a week versus maybe payroll that takes you know. Less than that. I don't know what it would be. I can't obviously say until, you know, I get a chance to talk to ADP. But my sense is that this would also make payroll not just um, more likely to do on demand, but also quicker to get accomplished, I would assume. So and a little bit more. accurate. So, yeah, all good things when it comes to, to something as important as someone's paycheck every day. Then you found this French company, and I don't think either of us have ever heard of them before, that received $113 million in serious C-fine. That's a lot of money. That's one of the bigger investments that I've seen this year. It's HR Pat.
0: Yeah, and, and it's a French company. You know, so there's some interesting things going on, right? The, the Ultimate Software bought a French firm. What was their name again?
1: PeopleDoc. Yeah. You remember? Mm-hmm.
0: PeopleDoc. Yep people doc. And so I'm sure that right that this this company has SAP payroll expertise and HRIS managers and IBM as its as its core team. These are these are really capable people running this business and their website is not in French. <laughs> and, and so it looks like this is another French company who's coming to the United States. And their businesses are, it's sort of like a bionic HR. So they've got HRIS and HRIS integration services and HR analytics, but they also do consulting and outsourcing. Right, so it's it's I think I think we're going to see more and more of this in recruiting. I saw somewhere recently that something like forty percent of all recruiting is done by RPOs recruitment process outsourcing places. And my guess is that we're seeing another wave of outsourcing in HR starting to emerge, and that that's what these guys are after.
1: yeah, I you know, I, I have to agree with you on this. I think you know, I've been hearing more and more <laughs> conversation about outsourcing. And a lot of the question is, should we, do we, is it being done anymore? So I think, you know, the traditional outsourcing, the kind of outsourcing where it was sort of a lift and shift outsourcing is not what we're seeing in these new organizations. This is more of a technology, and I think this is what happened in the RPO space as well, is sort of a technology-led outsourcing model, right? And-
0: that's right. That's right. The, the, the RPOs all sort of look like a white label technology. It's what you get when you do business with an RPO. Is you get a full technology stack with with all of the the optional functions inside of it and people working those desks. But they're working the desks inside of a well honed technology system, and that's what you buy is a process that's completely controllable from your end that is bionic. It's people plus technology as the product.
1: Well, and I think we're going to be talking a lot more about that because I think an example of that that has probably been one of the most, I think, prominent is OneSource Virtual, right? And the work that they've done with the Workday environment. You know, their outsourcing model, I think everybody sort of looked at and said, oh, this isn't really going to work, but they have, you know, Grown rapidly over the last several years with with what they're doing, and I think this seems like it's a very similar kind of concept from what we're understanding here. Yeah,
0: yep, I think that's right. I think that's exactly it.
1: You know, some of the other investments that we saw this week is also coming out of the, the sort of Europe, European, UK area. So one of them is London area, Learning Technologies Group. Now, I had the, the opportunity to speak with the uh, Roberta, who's the analyst relations person for the Learning Technology Group, actually just last week. So timely on this. They're purchasing another application. So you might know them possibly on the learning side. Learning Technology Groups had purchased what was known as Rustici Software, which is sort of a, a learning records organization and a Watershed, which is another learning records organization. They'd also purchased PeopleFluent, which many of us know in the technology uh, space, and GOMO Learning, which is a, is a sort of a learning development tool. They also picked up a lot of diversity and inclusion technologies. And so they've, they've been sort of, I guess the, the nicest way to say it is sort of pulling together a series of mixture of different applications with the focus on learning and talent management center. Now this new tool they picked mm-hmm. out though, is Breezy HR out of the uh, Florida here. a small organization, a recruiting application, just twelve million dollars they they invested in this with some plans for targets for for growth for that organization to reach about eighteen million. But what I what I think is sort of interesting with all of these tools, they let these these systems seem to run themselves for a while. And they're just trying to stitch together this sort of mixture of applications where they can consult around and add sort of different perspectives as in, you know, we can help you centralize sort of your marketing and your HR and those kind of things, but we're all going to let you run independently. That seems to be LTG's strategy when I was talking to Roberta, sell each of these things individually as organizations need them in a niche market. Reminds me a lot of the, the older sum total strategy back before they sort of had the big enterprise and then the purchase from Skillsoft was the idea we're going to pull in all these different technologies and create an ecosystem of them. But this might be a better time to do something like that. But it's, it's interesting to see LTG. They're growing rapidly from all of these acquisitions. So,
0: Yeah, well, I, you know, and I can't get over the fact that we've got vapor and breeze right in the, <laughs> uh, in the same show.
1: You are. You're. you're, you're John's going to go on a whole tour of just how you should name your HR technology. Is that what you're going to do, John?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> or better, better. How not, how not to. to? There you go. <laughs> yeah. At least. At least it's a cheeky HR. That would be. <laughs> Could,
1: I, I wouldn't be surprised it comes down to is, is there a url available out there sometimes right and then we get these all weird you know connotations of of company names because of it <laughs> well another acquisition this week was OC Tanner uh, acquiring Quench Quench is a basically a recognition solutions provider out of India. I'm not exactly sure. I think, I, th- I don't know if this is a technology solution as much as maybe a, a market acquisition for OC Tanner, but I know OC Tanner has been trying to figure out sort of how they compete in this new world where they're not just selling products and getting money off of the reward side of it, which is it's, which is sort of a consumer-based model versus the technology needed to support it. So this might be part of that as well for them. So those are the, the, the other big acquisitions this year or this week.
0: Hmm. OC Tanner. Okay. What else you got? Well,
1: we have lots of funding. Like I said, we also have some additional funding for a learning engagement platform called 360 Learning, uh, $41 million in funding to accelerate growth in North America and the UK. I have not seen this platform previously, 360 Learning, but this is supposed to be sort of a, a platform for, to collaborate, to create a continuous work and learning environment. And the learning space is getting, I think, some infusion this year. We're starting to see organizations spending a little bit more time on this. This particular platform, though, I think, is much more of sort of a communication slash learning platform. And, you know, their focus is aggressive market expansion fueled by growing demand from their perspective. But $41 million is a pretty big chunk of funding for it, uh, for a platform that is really, you know, described as a collaborative learning platform so there's not a lot of details i think this is one where it's probably worth us maybe finding out a little bit more about them but the focus is on decentralized you know content and information and managing how it gets out and how it gets developed into learning content i think there's obviously a lot more that organizations are doing in this communications and learning space is what's happening
0: cool cool so what of all of the rest of the things we got time for one more of all the rest of the things what caught your eye
1: Probably the one that caught my eye the most is the fact that we're seeing more of these systems focusing on this communications conversation. I was just going to look because there was another system that I think, I think is this the Loom? Social internet. Yes. Yeah, so, so the Loom app raised 24 million series B, similar to what we just heard with the 360. Again, another investment in in technology that's focused on communications in the HR space. They're also uh, have offices in London, Tokyo, San Francisco, but I think they're originally out of uh, Paris as well. So a lot of France-based organizations uh, this week. And it's an, a solution that integrates with you know G Suite, Microsoft 365, and Microsoft SharePoint. The whole focus here is they feel that they're going to create a communications platform for the HR and they have IT space as well. This communications conversation, I think, is bigger than what most organizations realize. We, we've seen organizations like GuideSpark and others who are spending a lot of time trying to figure out whose role it is to manage employee communication. And we've talked about this before. So this one really caught my eye as, as another one that's adding to this picture that we're creating here.
0: I think part of what the conversation is, is we don't really know what employee communications is anymore, because now that you can measure... Whether or not people open the email from the company, we're, we're discovering that people don't open the email from the company. And that actually being able to believe with data to back it up, that your communications about what the company is doing are actually connecting with people, it's harder to believe when you know, the, the open rate is the same as any other piece exactly. of email. Right. And then people are scattered across a variety of social network systems. And and so things happen like Slack, where there is a backbone of conversation that may or may not be well controlled by the company. Right, and so and so much of communication has gone online, but the company doesn't really control it any longer, and that's weird. And, and I don't think people have figured out what to do about that or what the technical. Yeah,
1: way. and and I think the, the the other thing too is that you know this is a conversation I actually I just had you know I did a briefing with the Guidesburg people about two two weeks ago, and this idea of sort of a communication method that allows for feedback and you know, a following of the actions taken, right? So not only did they open the email, did they read it, but did they take the action you wanted them to take, right, is a really big conversation. And I don't know that a lot of these platforms are going through that, you know, that they're like, well, we can get it all in one place. Well, that's not really, I think, the issue per se, because I think the other answer is that we wanted to cross the board wherever we're at, whether I'm in Slack or
0: Oh, that's a great—that's a great insight. That's so, exactly right. So a
1: lot of these are focused on exactly getting it all right. in one place. But the bigger action is: is can you track what action they took? And that takes a little bit of a more sophisticated system that can make a a, a note of when you leave this space and move to another space and do something. And those are much more tools right. that are that look a lot more like something like a walk me or a robotic process automation or screen capturing tools. That isn't what a lot of these standard tools are. So yeah, so it's a bigger conversation about it. Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, we had another great conversation today. Thanks for Always doing this, enjoy, Stacey. John. Yep. Yep. Okay, so you've been listening to HR Tech Weekly, One Step Closer with Stacy Harris and John Sumter. It's been a treat to have you aboard and we will see you here next week. Bye 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 now. <laughs>